podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. No breaks, no breaks, no fear, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along to No Breaks, No Fear, this week reflecting on some changes. First of all, in the team lineups, we had a bit of a transfer deadline day situation and Sheffield made some big changes. It's been a, a tough few days really just to try and get our head around what's what's happened and getting confirmation from, from Jack that he didn't feel fit enough to, to commit. What we've done has made us stronger. Holder Junior out, Holder Senior in at Olerton and a couple of other tweaks as well. Details with Simon Stead in just a few moments. We also reflect on huge news coming out of Monmore with Wolves announcing they will not be running next year. We've made this announcement today that unfortunately there'll be no Wolverhampton Speedway in 2024. It's, it's very sad, it's very emotional. Uh, I can count on one hand the number of fixtures remaining here now. So the emotion is, is building. Find out why all might not be lost, though. Hear from Chris Van Stratton shortly. And our main guest this week is Jason Edwards. New recruit to the Sheffield Tigers, also with the Red Car Bears, and lining up as a track reserve at Cardiff at the British Grand Prix on Saturday. It's a waste. I wonder how quick the good guys would go around these tracks. And now we have the best in the world, especially in the likes of Emblem people, and we can see where the benchmark is. Here from Jason Edwards in part two of the podcast. All this and much more to come on this week's episode of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along once again. A big week of British Speedway action ahead. Some of the fixtures have already taken place, but of course we head to the end of this week with the championship pairs and of course the British Grand Prix taking place at the Principality Stadium in Cardiff. But between now and then, plenty of other domestic fixtures and lots to look back on as well. Not least with a few team changes to tell you about as well. A little bit of a transfer deadline day scenario and uh, quite a few moves around the place uh, quite often involving uh, riders uh, coming into or going out of Sheffield and uh, the Sheffield Tigers have confirmed the signing of the 2012 world champion Chris Holder as part of a double deadline day switch and the Aussie is joined by Dane Klaus Vissing who helped Swindon to the Premiership title four years ago and the pair replace Adam Ellis and Louis Kerr with Jack Holder who's been out injured since the World Cup not resuming his place and losing his fitness battle at this moment in time. The club owner Damien Bates said Jack's been honest about where he is and whilst he is close to getting back on the bike he doesn't want to let Sheffield down should he realise he's not quite 100% race fit. Well, uh, elsewhere that's meant that Louis Kerr has uh, had to find himself a new club of course and he's managed to do that on deadline day and he's moved to the Leicester Lions following his release from Sheffield. Kerr joining the Lions for their final two regular matches as they look to cling on to the playoff places Craig Cook makes way in the side we will hear in a little while from both Simon Stead and uh, Stuart Dixon uh, after their respective meetings on the Monday night but right now we'll start with uh, Bellevue Aces who slammed Leicester earlier in the day on Bank Holiday Monday 61-29 to complete their home sports insure premiership programme in devastating form the Aces are virtually certain now to finish top of the table 
and achieved the result with 14 of the 15 race winners. Australian start Jamin Lindsay scoring a 12-point maximum. Brady Kurtz with 13 plus 1 bonus. Dan Bewley on 12 were also unbeaten from their first four rides before Max Frick finally gave the Lions a consolation win in Heat 15. Meanwhile, the uh, Championship League Riders champion, newly crowned Charles Wright, overcame a broken finger to score 7 plus 3. And uh, he says himself that the Aces are in fine shape right now. We'll hear from Charles Wright on that CLRC win in just a while. First of all, let's hear from the top scorer for the Bellevue Aces on an absolute rampage against the Leicester Lions. And uh, here is Jamin Lidsey with Ryan Guest. Well, Jamin, first and foremost, it's another dominant home display by the Aces, all but clinching that top-of-the-table spot ahead of the playoffs. Yeah, well, that was plan A coming into this meeting, you know, get a good score and... Um, finish the season on the top of the top of the table and but now there's a few weeks break and uh, you'll need to come back strong for the 18th of September and um, you know up our game just a little bit more because it's playoff season so um, every, everything can change. I was going to say it's going to be three weeks without a, a meeting for the Aces some teams that would phase but I think that the way your boys are clicked in around here it's not phasing you too much. No and I think uh, we've booked in for the first one at home too so it'd be important you know to get the first one out of the way at home you know after a few weeks off. Most of us are riding elsewhere, but um, yeah, three weeks off, but I, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, and there is some real real spirit in this camp as well and, and belief that you can make it back-to-back. You know, that's that's the plan, but as I said, playoffs are a totally different ball game. Everyone's going for the same thing, so, um, you know, it's whoever's going to be good on each night and, um, you know, hopefully we can be the ones, but, um, you know, there's a lot of work to go to, to get to that position first. Yeah, for yourself individually, how much have you enjoyed being back in British Speedway this year? Um, you know, I think it shows, you know, it's... it's been a very important year in my career to come back here um i've doubled my meetings for my whole season already to now from last year so um you know it's been very important and i'm enjoying riding riding here every monday it's um a track that you know how can you not enjoy coming to even more so like it's important that you you know find a good setup too because if you're not don't have a good setup here it's a it's one of the hardest tracks too because yeah the old trail hurts a bit here but um you know this year's going good so I'll, I'll take it while it's here and um, keep going. Well, the other fixtures that took place on Bank Holiday Monday now. And first of all, to Monmore Green with Wolverhampton sealing their Sports Insure Premiership playoff place with a thumping 55-35 win over Sheffield. Ryan Douglas raced to a 12-plus-3 paid maximum for the Monmore side and his middle-order pairing of Luke Becker uh, paying huge dividends as the American notched 11-plus-1 bonus. The Tigers have still to mathematically clinch their own top-four finish with their team set to undergo changes as we've heard before Thursday's meeting. Ty Woffenden top-scoring on his hold home track with 9-plus-1. Well, uh, let's get some reaction from that fixture. Um, we'll hear from uh, Ryan Douglas in just a moment but first of all Simon Stead Well Steady obviously that was always going to be a, a pretty tough one against Wolves I know they've had a, a lot of close contests here lately but obviously a, a couple of issues with the team and uh, it was always going to be a difficult night Yeah I'm glad that one's over really um, it was uh, a tough night for us and uh, yeah I'm glad it's finished so um, we can uh, we can look to Thursday now where where obviously it's a really really important fixture uh, if we if we if we get the three points on Thursday, that cements us into the into the playoffs. So we know the importance of that. Um, what we've done over the course of uh, the the two meetings previous to this was give ourselves a little bit of breathing space. Uh, so they were huge results for us um, because you know there's always a, there's always a, a chance that you're going to have a bit of a hiccup. And tonight was that that hiccup. But we'll refocus 
and um, and come back uh, fighting on on Thursday, where we know uh, if we take maximum points, um, we'll cement ourselves in the playoffs. 100%. Uh, there's obviously been a, a lot of rumours circulating over the, the past few days as well. Uh, earlier on, on on Monday, the, t- the team announced a, a couple of changes and uh, Damien Bates in, in the club statement said that changes weren't ideally wanted from, from anyone on the management side, but a, a couple of factors have, have led to them having to happen on deadline day. Yeah, that's right. It's... Um... It's been uh, it's been a, a tough few days, really, just to try and get our head round what's what's happened, and um, obviously getting confirmation from from Jack that he didn't feel fit enough to to commit um, was also a big factor in in what we were doing. So um, I think what we've done has made us stronger. So um, we'll we'll gel again as a as a team. It'd be nice to have. Um, seven fit riders and, uh, and and have a seven man team rather than running running our arcs. That's that's particularly difficult. Um, the way that that the team's made up. So uh, I'll be glad to have seven riders and um, looking forward to to giving them a really warm welcome on on Thursday, where uh, where like I said, we'll know the importance of. Yeah, and like I say, I know it's uh, what what he's doing now in the in the present that counts most. But nevertheless, to have a, another world champion added to the club, it's a, it is a, it is another coup of a signing, really. Yeah, and and he was Chris was really good to deal with, um, up for it from from the first phone call, and uh, was keen to to make it happen. So uh, there was an opportunity there where where we felt we could we could strengthen and um, and give the team a bit of a lift. So. Uh, it's great to welcome him. I, I've been after getting Chris Holder in a Sheffield Tigers race jacket for uh, quite a few years. So uh, the fact that we've got that one over the line is is brilliant. I'm really I'm really excited to see him. Um, I, I've uh, I've witnessed him at Allerton in years gone by, and um, he was phenomenal track record holder at one point. Uh, took it off me, I think. So uh, he can certainly go around the place um, as fast as anybody. So uh, delighted to get that one over the line, and, and the same with Klaus. Really, he was uh, he was really keen. He um, excited about uh, another shot in in the in the Premiership. So. Yeah. Let's hope he takes it with both hands. Well, Ryan Douglas, in the build-up to tonight's meeting against uh, Sheffield, uh, everyone connected with Wolves was saying you needed a more convincing win and certainly got that finally here at Mama Green. Yeah, for sure. Um, we all knew that, obviously, and it's been said a few times. So to do it tonight, it's, uh, it's really good, even with Sam probably not having his best night. He's usually in the front of the team. So um, it goes to show how strong a team performance it was. Yeah, a lot of people say about what the heat leaders do, about what the reserves do, but goes to show when the middle order clicks as well, that, that is what's uh, capable of yeah that's it I find um, when me and Becky are going well in the, in the middle there and you know one of the reserves are going well where we can beat anyone so you know it's not extra pressure but yeah you know that uh, it does rely on you know that middle order as well the way the, the league table's shaping up as well, it's uh, potential that it could be another Wolverhampton-Sheffield uh, playoff semi-final. I know you can't read too much into a result like that, but uh, that, they'll remember that if they do have to come back here again. No, exactly, and we've still got to go there, so that's more practice for us. Another another try around there, so um, it probably works out really good for us if we do go to Sheffield, if um, you know, if we end up going there, and then probably the playoffs one might be the week or so after. Yeah. So, no, I think uh, things are going well. Obviously, they've made a few changes now, so... Um, yeah, we'll have to see how they settle in, but uh, they're not going to have too much practice on their home track. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, things are looking good. Yeah, you mentioned um, yeah, a couple of changes there from, from other clubs. I know there's been uh, rumours circulating left, right and centre to do with other teams. That That's something you, you'd never really have to worry about here at Wolverhampton, isn't it? No, exactly. Yeah, we're a very loyal club here and uh, it's like 
like a family kind of thing. So, yeah, you know, we can just concentrate on our racing and uh, if you're not having a great time, they stick with you and, and try to get you going. So uh, I can't thank Wolverhampton enough for that since I've been here. I've never really had my place under pressure and uh, I think it's helped me just concentrate on my racing and, and try and prove. Yeah, you mentioned concentrating on your racing, obviously being in fantastic form on the road. I know you've been um, a bit frustrated by some, perhaps some of the inconsistencies here at Monmore, but uh, paid maximum tonight, absolutely unstoppable. Yeah, it was good. I, I had a... Not a very good one yesterday. I wanted to do better, obviously, in that individual. And I think the track caught me out a bit and took me a while to get going. And, yeah, I just missed out in the end. So, um, yeah, it was good to come then back here tonight and, and put in that kind of performance. Well, before that meeting, there was an announcement in the match programme from uh, Chris Van Stratton, the promoter of the Paris International Wolves, and it read as follows. Time waits for no man, and we have to be realistic, much as personal enthusiasm can easily cloud the facts. With a great deal of emotion, we have to state that there will be no Wolverhampton Speedway in 2024. Our future plans are for a large arena, multidiscipline moto park, as we believe that establishing a venue solely for Speedway at the level it is today cannot be effective in any business plan. While we have a site in mind, the bureaucratic world is not renowned for haste and we have to make our position clear now in order that British Speedway can establish the league structure for next season. We made the announcement in our programme exclusively because we believe that you, our loyal supporters, many who have grown with us during the last 36 years, deserve to hear the news first. Hopefully the famous words of Arnold Schwarzenegger will ring true, but in the meantime it will be au revoir on 24th of october so uh, sad news there but a little hope that work continues to bring wolverhampton back to the tapes hopefully in 2025 well speaking about that announcement and uh, what it means for the fans chris van stratton had a chat with uh, abby stevens on eurosports on monday night mama green the home of wolverhampton wolf speedway for 95 years i know there's been a season-long battle to try and find a new home for the sport. I believe you've got an update for us. Yeah, I mean, the hope is still there. Um, we are moving in that direction, but it can't be ready for next year, unfortunately. And so that British Speedway can make its plans, we've made this announcement today that unfortunately there'll be no Wolverhampton Speedway in 2024. And it's, it's very sad, it's very emotional. Uh, I can count on one hand the number of fixtures remaining here now. So the emotion is, is building. Uh, I've been here like 32 years. It's, that's, that's a hell of a long time. And, and the supporters have grown with me, and that's the reason we made the announcement in the programme tonight, so they could read it first. And obviously now it, it will get widespread news and, and coverage. And we've had a lot of lo good local coverage, and we've had support from the MPs and everything. So I'm pretty confident that we will be back, if I can use that famous phrase, but it won't be next year. I mean, it's just, it's shocking news, really. It's sad news. And like you say, it's in the programme tonight. The fans that come out here in all weather conditions, it's just so disappointing that it's come down to that because Wolverhampton is just, it's just a part of British Speedway. But like you say, hopefully that's just for one year that they're out. Yes, I'm, I'm fingers crossed, you know, we, we, we've got the incentive, we've got the, you know, the progress will, will be made, hopefully, and we should be back in 25. But it's only fair to let people know now we're not around in 24. British Speedway will carry on without us. Um, we'll be missed, um, no doubt. But and and in, in terms of the riders, how have they taken that news? Well, you know, uh, we've always been loyal to our riders, and a lot of these riders have been with me a long time. 
and, and it's very sad for them, of course, but obviously they, they will find alternative employment and, and hopefully, you know, some of them will be in a position to come back and wear the wolf again in future years. And you see that loyalty because so many other teams, we've been talking about it in the programme, that there's so many changes, there's so much movement, but there never is in Wolverhampton. You always see the same faces and that loyalty just creates a really unified front. Yeah, I, I hope so. It's, it's the way I am and, and you can't change overnight. So, you know, I like to be loyal to the riders as, as much as I possibly can. And you've got playoffs to come. You're so nearly there. And what a way to finish this season if you were to go on and win. Well, yes, yes. Let's hope there's a bit of luck on our side and, and you know, at least we stage the final here at Mama Green. Well, that would be a very fitting way for things to round off as well. And I guess if there is anything uh, going in the favour of Chris Van Stratton, and obviously so often we hear that um, you know clubs are aiming to be back, but Chris has done this before at Redcar, um, where the uh, the motorsport park is there, and um, getting the Speedway Club as as part of that development, and and we can see um, at Redcar, who hosted the Championship League Riders Championship last uh, last weekend, uh, how successful um, that whole operation is. Not all of it, of course, is owned by Chris Van Stratton. The the motocross park and uh, the other racing there is 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 something separate. But having being part of a venue that is motorsport makes things uh, certainly a lot easier when it comes to uh, everybody knowing what the facility's all about. But uh, good luck in um, getting Wolves back in, in, a, in, a, in a venue like that and uh, having then a long-term future with no threat of uh, redevelopment or being kicked out for whatever reason. Let's get back to the action then on Monday night. Uh, Leicester, well, they rode a double header. They got uh, absolutely smashed against Bellevue earlier in the day. But uh, later on in the day, it was a little bit better because they gave their playoff hopes a boost with a 57-33 victory over Kings Lynn to end a seven-match winless run. The Lions now back in the top four of the Sports Insure Premiership, but may still need points on the road next week at Wolverhampton and or possibly Peterborough, depending on how rivals Ipswich fare at Kings Lynn, which will be their final meeting uh, of the league season. Max Frick scored 13 from five rides against the Stars with Richie Worrell chipping in with 11 plus 2. Dan Bewley made a guest appearance having ridden against Leicester earlier in the day. He racked up 11 plus 1 at the Pidcock Motorcycles Arena. For the visitors, Robert Lambert racked up 16, including 4 wins and entered Frick's maximum chances with victories in heats 13 and 15, whilst the skipper Simon Lambert, of course no relation, scored 6 plus 1 and took the scalp of Bewley in heat 9. Let's hear from the Leicester boss, Stuart Dick well, sure, that was much more like it from the Watling JSP Lions tonight, keeping your playoff hopes alive. Yeah, much more like it, as you say. Sort of performance we've been, we've been needing to do to get the confidence levels up uh, right through the whole team. Um, everybody contributed, which is good for team manager's point of view. Um, Kings Lynn made us work hard in a few of the races. But uh, we're pleased to get the three points, which uh, puts us back in the playoff spots. Uh, and that's where we, we hope to stay. And lots of aggression from the boys tonight. Some tight first corners, but some boys battling for all the points. Yeah, much better to see. Even in the odd occasion where we didn't make the start tonight, we, we looked very determined to, to get to the front, you know, going into the bend, which was pleasing. Something that's not happened the last couple of weeks. So, you know, I've got to give credit to the riders for uh, lifting, lifting their game. Decent response. I know they'll be tougher opposition, but you can only beat what's in front of you. But I thought we'd done well, yeah. 
and uh, an important couple of matches next week on the road, Wolverhampton and Peterborough. Yeah, they certainly are. We 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 now go into the Peter the. the Wolverhampton match we with a certain degree of confidence and I think it plays a hell of a big part in Speedway Riders mentality the way they think so we uh, we go there and hopefully the guys that are riding the championship come through their respective meetings and we, we go there looking to get something yeah well, quickly looking back to last week, and Robert Lambert made his sensational return to Kings Lynn as the Stars defeated league leaders Bellevue in a dramatic Heat 15 at the Adrian Flux Arena. Lambert overtook both Brady Kurtz and Dan Bewley in the decider to clinch a 46-44 victory to move the home side off the bottom of the Sports Insure Premiership table. And uh, we can hear from Robert Lambert now speaking after uh, facing the side, of course, that he won the title with last year. Well, Robert Lambert, did you think that performance tonight would have the effect that it had you can see what the fans think you can see what your team think it was outstanding yeah it was uh, definitely a team performance today you know Simon done exceptionally well and uh, and all of us had great morale in the in the team so uh, that, that you know brought everything uh, a little bit closer and uh, yeah when we at the point of uh, point of where the meeting where we was leading it uh, we really had that belief that we can finish it off um, so yeah like I had a great meeting as well I was uh, a, bit, a bit nervous coming into the first heat I haven't ridden on such a grippy track in four years so um, yeah after the first heat I was well away I mean you've only been beaten once that came in heat 13 side got itself two points up in the last heat and then you slightly missed a jump in, in, in the last heat and uh, what were you thinking when Brady Kurtz and Dan Bewley got ahead of you well, I wasn't too happy about the start that I made, um, but I felt like I've got four laps to, to make it happen, and uh, yeah, I managed to, to reel down Brady, and I thought, you know, that's enough, we, we secured the win, but uh, I had pace in the bike and speed, so um, yeah, I was trying it down, and uh, I managed to get past him, so it was uh, definitely a great result for the team. I know it's four years since you've been here, but this is your spiritual, spiritual home, isn't it? I'm an awful boy. You know, when that call came, and when you've seen the problems that the club have had this year, was it an easy choice to make? Um, that wasn't that situation because we didn't make the playoffs in Sweden and uh, you know I had less of a schedule so I wasn't so busy and uh, and I was able to, to fill them gaps. I would only had three more meetings to the rest of the season with the Grand Prix. So um, so coming back, uh, you know, at this time, uh, everything fell into place very well. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, when you're riding abroad and you see your old club have been struggling this year, what, what was going through your mind? Yeah, it's definitely sad to see, you know, obviously... Buster put a lot of work and effort into uh, to the team and uh, and obviously track and the whole stadium. So um, you know, sad to see, but um, yeah, I think uh, you know if we finish the season off strong, um, that will uh, add and keep the ball rolling for next year. I mean, an interesting local derby coming up uh, next week. The old rivals, uh, Ipswich. That's going to be really exciting, isn't it? Definitely, it's going to be exciting. You know, they got two two good riders. So we need to focus on them and uh, make sure we get in front of them. But um, you know, after tonight beating the the league leaders, then uh, you know, I think anything's possible. Just mention next year, like the old uh, television program. If the price is right and things can fit into it, would you consider coming back? Um, unfortunately, I've got two-year deal in Sweden, so I've got one more year left in that. And I've always said, uh, you know, I'd cancel Sweden, do UK, Poland and Grand Prix. But, um, yeah, so next year's pretty secure. Maybe that might change. I still need to speak with the club in Sweden. But, um, yeah, uh, 2025 maybe. It's not altogether 100% out of the question next year. You'll have a chat with the team in Sweden. Definitely not, not out of the question, but, um, you know, we'll see how the, the ball rolls. 
I think Buster might be putting a little bit of nice pressure on you because I, I think he was inspired tonight. And, uh, I just heard his comment that's really ignited his enthusiasm for the sport after tonight. Yeah, when I see him jumping up and down after that heat 15 and give me a big hug, I think uh, definitely the, the spark is lit again and uh, the fire's burning in his belly. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can, uh, we can have a chat. Maybe things will change, but, um, yeah, that's 50-50. Uh, and, and a really night of inspired riding, Robert. Well done tonight, and uh, I think the fans are pleased to see you back. Thank you. Definitely, and I hope to see some fresh fans back here again. Okay, some interesting information there from Robert Lambert and just shows that it, things are not quite so obvious. It's not a year-to-year basis elsewhere in the world and uh, due to the nature of his other contracts, um, he is going to find it difficult to ride here at the start of the season at least, but uh, certainly sounds like he might be swayed if uh, if it is all possible. Let's uh, watch this space, see what magic Buster can rustle up. Speaking of which, uh, we had Phil Morris on the podcast last week, and this was at the point where Kings Lynn had let Artem Laguta go, and Phil Morris was saying how Artem had gone straight on the phone to him, saying that uh, he wanted to f- uh, find another club, and how could he go about finding another club? Well, he didn't have to go too far, just uh, a few miles north, really, uh, to Peterborough, which is where Artem Laguta will spend the rest of the season. So uh, that's a bit of a coup there for uh, the Peterborough Panthers obviously they've got off off track issues but uh, for the remaining fixtures and they do have quite a few left because of the problems they suffered um, being able to get their meetings on for one reason or another earlier in the season they've still got I think four or five meetings left um, depending on when you're listening to this um, because they've got uh, a couple in the in the next uh, five days or so the week we're recording it and they're going to come fairly thick and fast so uh, all home meetings left as well so he doesn't have to go on the road Laguta uh, all home track let's see how things pan out there okay then uh, let's just round this section of the podcast up then by taking a look at how the league table currently sits in the sports insure premiership uh, league because there's a lot going on um, not so much at the top of the table but uh, certainly for those playoff places there's things yet to be decided at the top, we're fairly sure that barring some kind of freak uh, situation, that the Bellevue Aces will finish the top of the table. And uh, they're currently on 24 meetings ridden. And, uh, of course, they are done as a result 44 points. They can do no more, but it's all about the other teams behind them. The Wolverhampton Wolves on 21 points and 35... Sorry, 21 meetings ridden, I should say, and 35 points. The Sheffield Tigers currently third, 21 meetings ridden and 32 points Leicester Lions in fourth currently they've ridden 22 meetings so they've got two left and they're on 32 points joint with Sheffield the uh, spoiler potentially could still come from the Ipswich Witches they've got one meeting left it's against Kings Lynn at the Adrian Flux Arena and uh, if they get all the points there, including the aggregate bonus, then they can finish on 34 points, which would leave um, either Sheffield or Leicester with a little bit of work to do. Um, so it's still not all cut and dried for that final place just yet. Um, the Kingsland Stars and the Peterborough Panthers in sixth and seventh. Uh, currently Kingsland in sixth, Peterborough seventh. And uh, there's just a point between them at this moment in time. So that's how things are looking in the Sports Insure Premiership League. And uh, looking ahead to the fixtures that are coming up uh, as we go through 
this week. Of course, it is a big week ahead in uh, in British Speedway uh, with lots coming up, of course, at the weekend. We'll touch on that more very soon. But on Thursday, it's Peterborough versus Wolves, and that's level on aggregate as well. Sheffield versus Kings Lynn at Ollerton. Um, then looking ahead to Monday, it's Kings Lynn versus Ipswich, Peterborough versus Sheffield and Wolves versus Leicester. There is one other thing to mention from the results on uh, Monday night and uh, that was as regards the uh, final uh, leg of the other semi-final in the Premiership Knockout Cup which has been long outstanding between Ipswich and Peterborough and it's Ipswich who are through they uh, restricted Peterborough to a 48-42 win in the second leg at the East of England Arena uh, which is worth 24 points ahead and so it'll be Ipswich versus Sheffield the um, exact dates are yet to be confirmed but it's going to be happening um, in the middle of September sometime and it'll be home and away in the same week is the plan and um, we'll have those dates as soon as they're confirmed with the clubs. Okay, we'll take a short break, and then in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear, we're going to have a good chat with Jason Edwards. He loves a good chat. I have many long chats with Jason Edwards, sometimes uh, at uh, meetings here, there, and everywhere, and uh, he's never been on the podcast before. So Jason Edwards, who not only races for the Sheffield Tigers and the Red Car Bears, but he is going to be one of the track reserves at Cardiff for the uh, British Grand Prix this weekend. So big week ahead for Jason Edwards, and he's next on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Welcome to No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast, and our guest this week is uh, a rider who's got a very big week ahead, actually, when you consider what's going to be happening at the weekend, but um, always, always a pleasure to chat to. I've got to... uh, say a big warm welcome to Jason Edwards of the Sheffield Tigers and the Red Car Bears. Um, how are you doing, Jason? Because this is, this is quite a big week for you. Tell us about your week so far and, and, and your preparations heading into the weekend, because if people aren't aware, you're one of the track reserves at Cardiff. Now, you may not get a ride, um, but you're still going to be soaking up the atmosphere. And, and if you do get the call, um, as happened last year, um, Leon Flint found himself in that first ride up against Bartosz Schmarschlick. You can certainly go in at the deep end, can't you? Well, that's kind of been the weird thing with this this kind of three-week period coming up because I went from, well, having a three-week break to suddenly last week ride nearly every day of the week and then obviously Neil rang up to say about the Cardiff um, opportunity. And yeah, then the Sheffield thing come out and do you know what I mean? It's all a bit manic really, but like I say, I'd prefer it that way around than sitting around doing, well, proper work every day. Yeah, absolutely. Now, going back to the start of this season, then um, you began life in the in the Premiership with with the Kingsland Stars, and you were one of the riders that's given way. I mean, many riders have, have given way in that in that original lineup, really, at Kingsland. It's been quite a, a crazy year, really, one thing and another, with everybody changing pretty much. I think throughout the course of the season, you had a really quiet period, didn't you? And you must have been sort of wondering what the future might hold at that point. Yeah, I think the only one left is obviously Michael. Um and Buster and Dale I think other than that the whole team's completely swapped over through through everything through injuries and, and what not but no like I say it, it's been weird because I went from last year having obviously three leagues riding every day of the week and being absolutely flat out and wearing myself out to then kind of once I got dropped from Kings Lynn nothing 
you know what I mean? And I didn't realise how bad it is when you just do the one league. I know Simon Lambert said it to me before how hard it is just to try and get rides and whatnot. But you know when you're not in that position, you don't really realise. So, yeah, like I say, I wouldn't swap how it is now um, for how it was before. But, yeah, it was a, it was a tough time, obviously. I, I struggled in the top league with Kings in this year um, for whatever reason. And, um, yeah, like I say, I've just got to take the opportunity. I had a good meeting on Saturday for Leicester, uh, at Leicester for Sheffield. And, um, no, hopefully it's all, all on the way up. In that time, though, you you, you obviously have a, a lot of time for you to sort of think through what might have gone wrong or, or, or led to that situation coming up with, with being let go by Kings Lynn. And surely then when the opportunities come up, and that is obviously injuries are a natural part of, of, of Speedway, unfortunately, but there are, there are going to be opportunities through the course of the season. You must have held faith with that. And then when the call comes from Sheffield, that's... You know, that's as good an opportunity as you could possibly hope for, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's the same attitude I've got with guest bookings and whatnot. If anyone ever brings me up for a guest booking, I'm never going to say no to it. Um, just purely, we got I've got six months of the year to try and ride as much as I can. Um, the other six months, you can get everything else ready and live a normal life. But it's that six-month window that you've got to make the most of it. And um, yeah, like I say, for whatever reason, it, it didn't quite work out at King's Inn. And I think a lot of people struggle this year at King's Inn. Um, but I would like to say, as soon as the whole Sheffield, I well, saying that going back a, one week, obviously I kind of thought I was going to be at Ipswich for the rest of the year. Um, mm. Obviously, uh, Dan dislocated his shoulder and whatnot, and the opportunity came up there. And then I had both Richie and Steady on the phone. So I kind of had to make a decision on where I wanted to go. And for me, the whole decision was, do I want nine plus meetings or four and potentially playoffs but Ipswich didn't look likely at that point so like I say from the team atmosphere at Leicester and everything having Ty in the team and whatnot it's a good real good team atmosphere and whatnot so um, hopefully especially with the new signings and whatnot um, it can really end on a high well that's it yeah because I saw you last week at at Ipswich, you were you know you were guesting for Ipswich then, and that was just before that news broke. And I know that Richie Hawkins was saying you know he was really pleased to to have you in the side. So well, you, you've uh, let him down gently there, <laughs> but um, you've but got yeah, this opportunity with Steady now, though. Like I say, probably on Thursday night, I was pretty sure I was going to be riding for Ipswich for the rest of the year, or until obviously Dan Dan came back from his injury. So that's kind of the way I was going, and. To be honest, I was just quite happy to try and nick as much information off Emil and Doyle as I possibly could. Um, but like I say, things in Spearway change so quick. Like I say, originally, a week ago, I was having three weeks off. And now next minute, I'm riding nearly every day. So, uh, yeah, you can't keep up sometimes. And we all try and plan as much as we can. But sometimes we just can't. Yeah, it's a, you know it is a, either of those teams though great opportunities of course you know you've got the as you say you've Doily and, and Emil uh, alongside you in the side and then you've got um, you know Woofy now Chris Holder joining Sheffield as well along with Klaus Vissing coming into the side so you know wherever you look in 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 those teams now and and this is the difference I think this year in the Premiership isn't it the the level of rider that we've got in those heat leader positions now at all of the clubs even even the clubs that are done like you know, Kings Lynn and Peterborough have still got Arsene Laguta and Robert Lambert in the side. We've got Woofy and Chris Holder in the Sheffield side now. And this is a you know, it's a decent looking lineup. And, and these are riders that you would have grown up with. Yeah, so like take Chris Holder, for instance. He won the World Championship the year before I started riding because Martin Hagen started up an academy at Lakeside. 
and on all his little leaflets it was the photo of Chris Holder winning the World Championship and it was like this is where you could be one day type thing um, but yeah like I say who would have thought all those riders would be back in the UK this year and there's no doubt about it just having people like Emil in the league like I, I know just from a rider's point of view it's always I wonder how quick the good guys would go around these tracks and now we have the best in the world especially in the likes of Emil and people and we can see where the benchmark is do you know what I mean? Mm. We're we we're, we're not we're not um, we're not a million miles off, but they're still a hell of a lot better than what we are at the moment. So it, um, it's nice to see, like like I say, what the benchmark is and um, seeing how they achieve that and where we can get to. Yeah, and and now of course lining up as this um, track reserve, and, and and people will say, yeah, well, you might not get a ride, and that's true, but many of them do get a ride historically um of course you you'll come into play if the tapes get broken or if someone has to withdraw through injury and sometimes they can withdraw before the event as well as we saw last year um so you've still got to be prepared to to go out there and and do battle of course nobody will have any expectation or pressure on you but it's it's you know firstly it's great experience for you but it's also great exposure for you as well isn't it even if you don't ride you're still on that uh, on that race card and and there's lots to soak up in those pits yeah i mean i don't know how much the crowd likes it but all i can hope for is everyone to keep breaking the tapes that that was one of the coolest things last year obviously i got the privilege to do the under 20 the sgp2 the obviously i got to experience the whole atmosphere of it all and you go from like I say, I've probably been to Cardiff ever since I was like three or four and you go from being in the stadium with all the air, ha- air horns and everything and then you went in the pits and it's silent. Um, it, just little silly things like that, but it all takes you by surprise. And like I say, if I can get a couple of rides, that, that would be absolutely a dream come true for me. But just to get to ride the track again, like how many people can get to say they, they rode the track or even took part in the British Grand Prix? So um, like I say, just what an opportunity it is and obviously... Even like the whole thing being this discovery, it's a big thing for like all my sponsors and stuff to be on that, and um, it's just a great opportunity all round. Yeah, uh, as I say, there's 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 surely can be no nothing bad on that front come from it, and uh, what a great day it's going to be as well. You must have plenty of experience of being a fan though in the stands and. Um, and, and, and watching on or, or watching on TV over the years because the, the British Grand Prix has been allow, around longer than you have, I think, just about. Yeah, was it 2000 or 2001 was the first one at Cardiff? Yeah, and you're, you you came on, what, 2002? Two, yeah, yeah, 2002. So, yeah, like I say, the, the biggest thing, not even just Cardiff, Speedway in general, I am still a fan of the sport before a rider of the sport. Do you know what I mean? And I still want Speedway to succeed in everything it does. Like, I still go and watch a meeting. Do you know what I mean? I still go to Mildon and watch a meeting, or if I wasn't doing, sometimes go up to Ipswich or something. So, like I said, I'm a, still a fan before anything else, and yeah, just to love to be a part of it. And that's probably the cool thing, even just being part of the GP, getting to look at some of the good guys' bikes, seeing what they're doing different, and everything else, and just pick out little bits and whatever you can. And who, who is your your idol really nowadays? Who, who do you look at for inspiration? Because of course you know you're a very good speedway rider yourself, but you must have further aspirations and, and looking at ways to improve your overall game, if you like. So so who who do you take inspiration from? Well, to be honest, this year the biggest thing has been watching Emil, and that was like I say the coolest thing about being in the team for those two meetings. Um, was just getting to be around him. Like he's got quite a few superstitions and whatnot, but 
just watching him on the track. I mean, literally, you could ask anyone in the British League, like me and Richie Worrell were talking about the other night in the changing rooms. He's just the next level. Like, you can put him on any track or anything. It might take him that first heat to get to get the track sorted, where he'll probably get a second, and then he'll max out for the rest of the night. Um, but like I say, that to me, to be honest, is the biggest thing. And like, even watching him in Poland this year, he seems to just, like, at Torin on Sunday, he went out and reeled off six wins. Do you know what mm, I mean? So, yeah. At the moment, I do think he is the one to watch and just picking out as much as you can off of him. Yeah, he, he rides he rides the bike, you know, differently to everyone else, doesn't he? And the, the, you find with these top riders as well that that is the difference, isn't it? That obviously the equipment after a point becomes very much the same. It's the style, and you know, with Emil, you notice as he rides these circuits, he never really straightens up, does he? Even even when it's long straights, everything's just so rounded the way that he goes round it's all very smooth um no no sort of heavy moves or anything like that and just keeps that that bike going as fast as possible and i guess similar for for bartos as well yeah like i say i i don't know what's the problem is is we can only ever go i wonder what smart it would be like on british tracks but we can see what emil is now do you know what i mean and like emil makes everyone look stupid completely stupid and it was funny the other night on the bsm meeting with richie when emil came under him and knocked him off and Richie was just like, well, he's going to knock me off. He's going double the speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, it's good. But it's good, you know, for you guys, for all, all riders. I think, you know, everybody looks up to riders like that and, and sees what they're doing in their game. Um, so now you're with the Sheffield Tigers then. Obviously, your, um, your career with them is sort of relatively short at this moment in time. Um, it was a, a tricky night at Wolves. Um, in front of the TV cameras, but um, hopefully now Sheffield's closing in uh, from their point of view on the uh, on the playoffs, and it's looking like a more of a battle between Leicester and Ipswich for that final place, isn't it? Yeah, and like I say, that was one of the big things on me um, riding for Sheffield was the amount of meetings I could potentially have. Um, obviously, Ipswich at the moment is absolutely brilliant team, but then the same with Sheffield. So. Like I say, it didn't really matter what team I went with. Um, the only other positive is obviously getting to ride Sheffield every week. It's a big, fast track, and it's not a bad track to learn how to go fast. So, um, like I say, I was, obviously it all went well at Leicester when we were, when we won on Saturday, but we had a tougher night on Monday. But it's nice to kind of look now, and obviously we've got September, October to go, and the next two months looks really busy. So that's a lot nicer than kind of looking at your fixtures at the end of August thinking, all oh, right, we're kind of done now. So, like I say, we've got to make the most of these next two months. Hopefully the weather's good, how we always have our fingers crossed. But even from like a red car point of view, we've still got knockout cups to come, playoffs to come um, and everything else. So, like I say, we want to just try and win as much as we can. Yeah, that's that's the aim of the game. And let's talk about red car because um, you, you have been with them throughout the season. That must feel a little bit like home for you now in, in a way. It's, uh, it's always a bit of a friendly place to go um red cars always got a nice atmosphere and um you seem to be enjoying life there yeah just a home that's miles away yeah i know it's not i mean it's sort of a straight line from billericay straight up but um you just got what 300 miles or so is it yeah that is the nice thing with red car it, it isn't you don't end up going on some detour somewhere you do just go and sit on the sit on the road and just takes you all the way up there but no i can't fault red car in any way whatsoever um, obviously I, my first year was last year and this is my second year there um, 
but just generally everything about the club. I know when Gavin's been on the podcast before, he said everyone's a volunteer and everything's for the club. And that is the whole atmosphere. Everyone tries to put as much effort as they can. And it's just nice when we kind of get results to kind of show for that as well, because it kind of is a thank you to everyone that puts the effort in. Um, like, I don't know if that Championship League riders was at any other track, but whether that would have been able to take the water that Red Car did, that was a testament in itself. So, yeah, like I say, I've, I've loved my time at Red Car. I um, just got to go a bit quicker and then we'll be a bit happier. <laughs> there's certainly plenty of dirt on the track and you say that you know the the work they did well the track covers first of all they invested in those um and those track covers earned um their keep in 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 a massive way to get that meeting on because if anybody saw the video of the rain that came down in that afternoon it was absolutely torrential it was i think 14 millimeters of rain um when you consider that two or three millimeters would normally be enough to to get a meeting off then um you can see the the scale of the work they did there to to get that on and um, they've not been used too uh, too much over the season but having that kind of facility there is uh, certainly a you know a great backup combined with the with the track staff too yeah newcastle spillway saved the day again didn't yeah it? that's right yeah um, yeah but yeah like so I, I it goes to all tracks to be honest i don't think like the public and everyone realize how many hours like the track curators spend like johnny will be the first one there and the last one there every single day nearly do you know what i mean and i think it's a testament up and down the country because like we as riders obviously spend hours working on the bikes traveling up and down and obviously doing the riding but i mean the track curators do just as good of a job do you know what i mean and without them we wouldn't have any tracks to race on yeah, it was a great effort, and he was also assisted by the track staff, uh, some of the track staff from Glasgow as well, to give them their due because they came down to to help out. And uh, between them, they got the uh, they got the meeting on and a, a good race circuit. And um, did you did you watch on? It's your your team captain won the day on his home track. Yeah, I I watched it delayed, um, but yeah, Charles yeah Charles is brilliant, isn't he? Um, I didn't know who had it to be honest whether Danny or Charles Charles was obviously very lucky in that final um, to get back in but no again like I say it started off um, a little bit wet a little bit dry in places but again it was I don't know what the race was it was the one with Dougie and Louie Rory and I don't know the other uh, one. it was Heat 17 yeah they were all four oppressed for nearly two and everyone led do yeah. you know what, I mean? what, other, what other track do you get that you probably get a Bellevue um, maybe at Glasgow, but other than that, I yeah. mean, that, that's a testament, isn't it? And like, that's your advert for British Speedway. It was a nightmare to commentate on. I lost track of who, <laughs> yeah. who was where, um, and I couldn't, I couldn't actually see the track because there was people stood in front of us. So I was using the TV footage, um, and just at the angle we're at, I couldn't make out whether it was white or yellow, and I just had to plump for one, <laughs> and I got the wrong yeah. one. But uh, yeah, it was, um, you know, it was such a close, um, such a close run thing, and um, you know, fantastic racing. And as the as the night went on, the track got better and better, and obviously it was unfortunate what happened with. Richard Lawson which sort of ruled him out really of the of the I mean he, he took his place in the rerun but he obviously took a, a knock to his um his ankle I think and pulled some ligaments so it wasn't ideal but uh yeah still um, got through to a you know a four rider final in the end and that was the reasoning I think from the referee you know the referee said look yeah you, you could maybe exclude someone but then people would complain about that saying well it should have been all four back it's a final so he, he put all four back in the final and uh, let nature take its course yeah and like like I say it, to be honest it was probably a bit like a 
British final round too, wasn't it? Yeah. I know Richie yeah. goes on about it was minus Dan Bewley. That was kind of what it was. And it, it just, like I say, it shows what a brilliant racetrack red car is. But um, it shows what depth the championship's got as well. When you look at the riders in the field, obviously it was most of the teams, ones and fives. Um, but it, it shows how good of a league and a product the championship is as well. Um, so, like I say, I, I, I enjoyed watching the meeting. Yeah, it was good stuff. And so, what's in store for you over the next year then? Because you've been involved in the under-21 scene a little bit, haven't you? So, are you now um, on the on the, on the the cusp of sort of departing that, uh, that part of uh, British Speedway life? Yeah, so, because my birthday's in September, it's before then the cut-off date. So, I'll be 21 next year, but because of that... Yeah, proper spillway now from now on. Do you know what I mean? But um, like I say, it's been, to be honest, the amount of opportunities, especially the way Neil um, works hard for everyone to get the opportunities that we do. We've done loads of meetings abroad from 250s to 500s and everything. So like I say, it's been absolutely brilliant, but now it's just pull your finger out and um, get a bit quicker. Yeah. And what, what's the what's your aim then? Have you got Have you got a little plan over the you know the coming years? Or you just, obviously it's not all in your your hands but what's your, what, what, what's your aim are you looking to ride more in Europe and get involved in that sort of scene or um, concentrate on British Speedway what's what's the plan so the last two years I've taken part in the um, the under 24 league in Poland mm-hmm. so that that was obviously a brilliant opportunity to get to do that for the last two years just to get to ride some of the tracks and everything and the biggest thing for me doing that was I've kind of gone to Berwick and thought it's not that big <laughs> do you know what I mean? And you get used, but just the, you get used to the size of the straights and everything else. And like I say, I think that's the biggest thing. I, I think it has definitely improved my ride in doing it and whatnot on those bigger tracks. And um, but no, for me, I, who knows what's happening next year? Whether they're going to have a rising star in the top league next year and whatnot. But no, I, I just want to try and double up and like I say, get as far as I possibly can. Um, I've got we've got all the opportunities in the world riding in the UK at the moment. So it's kind of just more take it by both hands and um, take it where we can but like we said earlier the riders have got in the top league we get the opportunity to race them and they well the attempt to try and beat some of them so like I say that is what we've got and we've just got to grow it with both hands No good on you and um Always a pleasure to chat with you, uh, Jason, and uh, have a good rest of your season. And um, first of all, though, good luck for uh, for Saturday, um, should you be called into action. You, you're going to at least be out there enjoying the national anthem and all that as well, aren't you, so beforehand? So that's going to be quite an experience, whatever happens. Um, and then, uh, you know, take your opportunity if it, uh, if it comes along and show everybody what you can do. Yeah, like I say, I get practice and qualifying. So for me, that's... Well, I get to ride Cardiff again, which is absolutely an unreal experience. So, but yeah, it, it, like it'll be quite interesting. Like, what an awesome experience to get to walk out in front of all the crowd and everything. And yeah, I'm definitely not going to forget it. That's for sure. And hopefully, the Cardiff track might be a little bit easier than last year, so it should be a bit more of a pleasurable experience. Hopefully. Yeah, like I know for tomorrow they've got their um their track test and whatnot. So for Wednesday, so obviously if there's any issues that will come up tomorrow and um then it's just all for us to give it a go on Friday. So, no, like I say, I, um, I'm really looking forward to it. Good stuff. Well, look, thanks a lot, Jason. And just to, to uh, remind everybody once again, any promoters that are listening, you are available for guest bookings. Yeah, yeah. 
I think most of the teams have got my number because I've probably guessed it from at some point. But... Is there any is there any team you haven't ra- raced for in British Speedway? Because you 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 are you you were the busiest rider um, of the year last year, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Chris Harris or Richard probably outdone me. Um, and oh, I know maybe. Tom done a hell, of, a hell of a lot, but I think it's just Glasgow I haven't guessed it for. I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, Peter Fasana does listen to this, I think. So uh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Let's make the magic happen, Peter. <laughs> Give him the full set. <laughs> Good stuff. Look, thanks a lot, Jason Edwards, and um, see you. Uh, maybe see you on Saturday um, or uh, or somewhere around British Speedway soon. I'm sure. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Thank you for that, Ian. And um, no, we'll see you all at the track soon. Jason Edwards of the Sheffield Tigers and the Red Car Bears. And uh, he'll also be making an appearance uh, potentially on the track as well as track reserve, one of the track reserves, along with Anders Rowe at the British Speedway Grand Prix at the Principality Stadium in Cardiff this coming Saturday. In the next part of No Breaks, No Fear, we'll have a bit of a roundup of the Cab Direct Championship, including the Championship League Riders Championship, which took place at Red Car. Charles Wright won it, but uh, it wasn't without incident and talking points we'll uh, bring you an update on that and look ahead to what's coming up and the week ahead in the next part of no breaks no fear no breaks no fear the official british speedway podcast Okay, into the final part then, and uh, looking primarily at the championship, a red car captain, Charles Wright, won the Championship League Riders' Championship in a thrilling final at the Echo Arena on Teesside. Wright came out on top in a three-way battle with Glasgow's Chris Harris and Ben Cook of the Pool Pirates, with Cook having led the scorers heading into the closing stages. Another Bears rider, Danny King, was fourth in a meeting which provided some excellent racing after superb work by the track staff to get the event on following after rain, utilising track covers to protect the surface and the track itself delivered in many spades after that Let's hear from the victorious Charles Wright then, speaking to Ryan Guest. Yeah, like I said I made a brilliant first corner and managed to cut back and had one chance to dive under Bomber and I took full advantage of it, of this track knowledge and it, and it paid off and especially I didn't have a, I had last choice in 15 so I'll take that yeah, you've got to give full credit to the, the track staff here as well. We know they work tirelessly every week, but for the big occasion, they, they got the track covers down and, and they probably saved this meeting here today. Yeah, like, you know, Johnny and the track staff here, they're brilliant every week. They, um, they provide a brilliant race track every single week. And, uh, you know, with the rain we had, I didn't think it would be on today and uh, it turned out a brilliant race track. Like you say, it took you a couple of races to, to obviously get used to it as well and, and get dialed in. But, but once you did, you, you, you knew you could pull this off here. Yeah, I had a few uh, clutch problems, burning plates out early on and uh, a lack of uh, power in my bike and I changed a few things and it, luckily it come good uh, at the vital time. Obviously you won the championship pairs for, for Redcar last year, but what does it mean to, to claim individual success on home track in front of the home supporters? Yeah, obviously with a team it's great, but on a personal level it, it's even better and you know, winning the British final in 19, now winning this that I've never won and winning the pairs, it's just a... Uh, a great success for myself personally and uh, nowhere I'm made up certainly is congratulations Charles 2023 Championship League Riders Champion thank you 
Well, the next major event in British Speedway takes place this Friday at Oxford Stadium. The Championship Pairs, the traditional uh, event the night before the Speedway Grand Prix in Cardiff, uh, returns once again. And Charles Wright and Danny King, who both contested the final of the League Riders Championship, will be riding together for Redcar as they look to defend their title, which they earned last year when Charles Wright teamed up with Louis Kerr. So the teams look like this. Charles Wright and Danny King together for Redcar. The Oxford side will feature Louis Kerr. This time he'll be teaming up with Sam Masters. Elsewhere, Glasgow are represented by Chris Harris and Benjamin Basso. Poole with Richard Lawson and Ben Cook, although Richard Lawson did sustain some injury um, at Redcar in the CLRC on Sunday. So uh, we'll leave a question mark potentially there. Edinburgh represented by Craig Cook and Josh Pickering. Birmingham with Troy Batchelor and Justin Sedgman. Berwick with Leon Flint and Jai Etheridge. Scunthorpe will field Ryan Douglas and Jake Allen. And Plymouth represented by Kyle Howarth and Richie Worrell. So those are the lineups for the championship pairs. 7.30, the start time at Oxford for that one. And uh, if you can make it part of your Cardiff weekend and call in there on the way, you're sure to enjoy a great evening of racing. If not, then uh, the event will be streamed live on BSN, British Speedway Network. So we'll look out for details there. Okay, to round things up then, we'll uh, take a look at uh, what's been going on elsewhere through the championship because uh, it has been a fairly uh, busy week with one thing and another. We've already talked about the Championship League Riders Championship. Uh, Just going through each side one by one, the Pool Pirates uh, promoter Dan Ford is urging his side to avoid any slip-ups when they host Birmingham on Wednesday. The Pirates firmly in the race for top spots and uh, the right to pick playoff opponents of course there'll be uh, two groups of three teams and the uh, top team uh, picks their two opponents and uh, the other group are made up of the rest Oxford seemingly uh, their biggest threat for that at this moment in time the Scunthorpe Scorpions uh, heading into the business end of the season in great shape with two big wins over the last week the Scorpions won 55-35 at Birmingham for their club record away victory at this level and then pulled off an impressive 54-36 home victory over Glasgow Berwick Bandits have confirmed they will be back at the tapes at senior level in 2024. That's despite the most trying of seasons this year with one thing and another. Co-owner Jamie Courtney released a statement saying 2023 has provided us with our most challenging season on track, but we're ready to regroup, rebuild, recharge and go again. However, they have announced that the Berwick Bullets, the National League side, will be ceasing at the end of this year. Youngster Ashton Bowsham won his first race for Oxford at Cab Direct Championship level in their big win over Plymouth last Friday. Bowsham signed for the Cheaters on his 16th birthday and he could yet have a big part to play in their upcoming playoff battle. Meanwhile, talking about the playoffs, Glasgow boss Cammy Brown is adamant his side's going to regroup for the playoffs after a tough night at Scunthorpe. The Tigers were beaten heavily at the Eddie Wright Raceway and have a major incoming rider in time for the resumption next month through Vadim Tarasenko. What a signing that is for the championship and Glasgow looking a strong force as they head into, uh, as they say, the uh, crucial matches in the uh, in the playoffs. 
Edinburgh Monarchs are going to race three home meetings in the spell of around 48 hours next week in a bid to secure a playoff place. The Monarchs host Poole on Wednesday, September the 6th, and then Plymouth and Birmingham in a back-to-back double header two nights later following a spate of recent call-offs. So they've got to make up some time there, and they're doing all they can. And the Birmingham CEO, Nigel Tolley, was an angry man after a 55-35 home defeat to Scunthorpe did major da- jam- damage to the Brummies' playoff hopes. Nigel Tolley says we accept that the track may have acted as a catalyst for those opening four races and we know we got it wrong from the off on that front but it's the same for both sides and Scunthorpe attacked it better than we did. Looking at the week ahead then, Poole and Oxford battling it out for the top two with the Pirates at home to Birmingham on Wednesday, whilst the Cheetahs have no league fixture until Tuesday. At the other end of the table, Plymouth take on sixth place Edinburgh this Tuesday. Elsewhere, after... At the other end of the table, Plymouth faced Edinburgh on Tuesday and Edinburgh were victorious. It was a last heat decider, but the points going to the Monarchs. Elsewhere, after Charles Wright's CLRC success at Redcar, the Bears defending the championship pairs at Oxford, as I mentioned just before. Um, Charles Wright teaming up with Danny King. Uh, Louis Kerr is also going to be representing the home side this year, the Oxford Cheetahs, 7.30, the start time there. Quick look at uh, what's ahead in the full fixture picture then, and then uh, Wednesday is just the one match in the Cab Direct Championship. Poole versus Birmingham, 7.30 the start time. Poole already in the lead with the aggregate bonus there. Thursday, August 31st, Peterborough versus Wolverhampton. Now, that's all square on aggregate, actually, because we went to a superheat last time. Uh, that fixture will be live on BSN, by the way. 7.30 the start time. Sheffield versus Kings Lynn. And then on Friday, it's the championship pairs at Oxford, 7.30 as we move into September. Saturday, the FIM British Grand Prix at the Principality Stadium in Cardiff, 5pm the start time there. It will be prompt. Uh, The two minutes will be going on straight just after five, I think. So uh, certainly by five past five, we'll be in business. And then no fixtures on Sunday as everybody comes to their senses and gets back to grips with life, no doubt, after an evening in walkabout. Um, There is an event on Sunday actually if you are interested and you're able to attend um, there's a, a charity cricket match in memory of Nigel Pearson and that's at Wombourne Cricket Club on Sunday there's a lot of speedway people going to that uh, certainly I think uh, Kelvin Tatum's involved there's various riders uh, going to be appearing from uh, past and present as well so if you can get to Wombourne uh, Village Cricket Club it's right in the middle of Wombourne you cannot miss it find Wombourne you found the cricket club and uh, there'll be lots of Speedway company there uh, if you're in the area and heading back through the Midlands after the Grand Prix. Uh, do support that, raising money for a memorial bench for Nigel and um, some of the money as well is going to go to the Speedway Riders Benevolent Fund. Next Monday, Sports Insure Premiership, Kingsland versus Ipswich, Peterborough versus Sheffield, uh, and Wolverhampton versus Leicester. Certainly Peterborough versus Sheffield will be live on uh, BSN. And then next Tuesday, Oxford versus Scunthorpe, Plymouth versus Berwick, which will also be live-streamed on BSN as well. That's a 7 o'clock start time at Plymouth. So there you go. That uh, rounds things up for this week. I think, and we'll be back next week 
to review it all and see what this week ahead brings. We'll be reviewing the Grand Prix, of course, um, but also the uh, pairs and um, the various twists and turns in the playoff picture in both uh, the uh, Sports Insure Premiership and the Cab Direct Championship. Have a great week in Speedway. Safe journey to Cardiff if you go in. Enjoy the weekend. The track is already down. They're having test events on it, probably at the time that you're listening to this. And um, it's all shaping up nice for a great weekend of Speedway. Here's to a good one. And we'll be back next week to uh, talk all about it here on No Breaks, No Fear. And by the way, another podcast, if you want to... uh, Build up to Cardiff. Kelvin Tatum has his own podcast. It's called Tatum Talks and a special interview with Kelvin. Not only building up to Cardiff in general, but also um, talking to Steve Worrell, who is our wild card. And good luck to Stevie as well. Big event, and uh, he's going to have a lot of support, I'm sure, on Saturday evening. So uh, enjoy that as well. Look out for that. Tatum Talks, the podcast, to hear Kelvin chatting to Stevie Worrell. And we'll see you next week. Ta No breaks. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.